Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 83 on this August 17th, 2019. I am your host, Andre Cole. Take out your customer care cards as Alex Galina, Jolina, right, uh, rings you up. If you redeem this at our customer service department, you might get entered for a free bike. Oh, great. And uh, Pat, I'm going to need a cleanup on aisle two. I don't think I have anything store fun store related. Um, the produce section is arguably the worst place in a grocery store to work. Fun fact. <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt that. And uh, that, Working in the garden center sucks too, but at least that's only like three months a year. That's Allison, who is uh, running stock uh, from the back. Uh, Alex, can I have that bike? I'd like a free bike, please. Yeah, get get the hell out of here. Run away <laughs> fast. Uh, there's an Eddie Izzard joke about how when you walk into a, a supermarket, the first thing you see is always like the fresh fruit and vegetables. So you think, oh, this is a fresh store. Everything in here is fresh. You don't walk in, you see like toilet paper and like toilet cleaning supplies. So you think, ah, this is a poo store. Everything in here is made of poo. I would go to to a poo store just to see. Uh, I mean, that's you. There's a poo museum in Tokyo if you want to go to Tokyo. Interesting. There's a bug bug zoo here. A bug zoo? Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Do you have to go in with the bugs? Is it no, that kind of zoo? It's not a petting zoo. Okay, it's not like a bug pet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or, or, I, I could be into just like looking at some bugs. All right. If you were to make... Okay, Allison, continue. Oh, so, although there are places like uh, at the state fair uh, near me, um, there's like that butterfly like zoo sort of, but you have to like, but you go in and it, it freaks me out. And my sibling made fun of me because it freaked me out. <laughs> And I'm like, don't touch me, butterflies. I don't want to be touched by all of you. Yeah, I, I recently did the... We, I, I like the butterfly. There's a butterfly garden or house at the um, Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle. And I enjoy it, but it, it, I can see it being uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, it looks like I might be incorrect. It looks like there are portions of the bug zoo where you can touch. So See, that's the thing I don't really think I want. I mean, <laughs> depends on the bug, I guess. Like, if it's like ladybugs and stuff, that's fine. Um, yeah, ladybugs are great. What? Or if it's like a, an aquarium type thing where you know how they might have like very specific like stingrays that you can touch. Like if there's a very specific area where it's like, here's a bug that's not going to like make any quick moves. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, known for its sloth. <laughs> yeah. Like a bug, like, I don't know, like a, a slow bug that, that you could just like pet. Snails. There's hermit crabs. It looks like. All and right. Go to the uh, Bug Zoo restaurant, have some escargot, and that's great. I don't want to be in the in a room where there's no glass and this large fuzzy tarantula. That's the thing. Uh, okay, I'm gonna hijack this conversation and ask: If we were to make a video game zoo, what would be in it? Oh well, I mean, what would the exhibits be like that doesn't need to be a hypothetical. No, no. I mean, yeah, like Bubsy three D exists. I mean, like we're taking, we're taking animals from all sorts of games. Which, which, which animals are you putting 
Right. Oh, so not like how? So you're not asking me for the plan of my plan? No, zoo, no zoo not your, I'm not. I'm not asking for your zoo tycoon. Like, oh. like <laughs> well, I'm less interested in this conversation then. Oh yeah, and I I came up with the original idea of just having the movie. Uh, we bought a zoo, except instead of the animals, there's Matt Damon's in the zoo, and it's hmm. like a horse running the Matt. Damon yeah, zoo. yeah. Interesting. Come over here and see Matt Damon. I have not seen that movie, but I just think it's. Is there All just right. is there just someone screaming and running through the zoo saying, "Oh my God, that's Jason Bourne!" Like every yeah. every Matt Damon. bit. Yeah, Another it's all there's there's none of the other actors. It's just like a bunch of Matt Damons. And then when you leave, they say, "How do you like dem apples?" God, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Something about they have a battle royale at the end of the day, and then they all die. Well, except for yeah. one. That's Highlander. But but my 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 zoo would just be Dino Park Tycoon. Okay, it's uh, just just dinosaur. No, like apes from Ape Escape, or no. How about the giraffes from The Last of Us? Oh, okay, so well, you're, you're keeping you're keeping it uh, somewhat based in reality. Real animals, no no fake animals, or uh, no like alien creatures. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the easy answer is Pokemon. Uh, and fun fa- fun fact, my, zone? my sibling went to the zoo and wanted to see Pokemon when when they were very little. Uh, that's very awesome. cute, but also like, yes, you do cage Pokemon in tiny balls, but I feel like putting them in zoo exhibit would be like wrong somehow. They do, and it's called the Safari Zone. No, I know, and I think the Safari Zone's kind of fucked up. Uh <laughs> But I think I would probably can't survive anywhere else. That's conservation. I would probably create like a Jurassic Park scenario. Although we all know that it would fail because I would just put Dark Souls enemies in it. (laughs) So what could go wrong wrong with like an exhibit of Dark Souls enemies? Like a lot. (laughs) The answer is a lot. It's like the, uh, in cabin in the woods when they go into like the elevator and there's all the boxes and it's just yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking except they have experiment like environments to roam around in well the interesting question is like would they get agitated if all of their needs are met what Hmm. is the need what are the needs of a dark soul because if you think about it i mean it's kind of a hierarchy of need i don't know but if you think about it it's kind of baked into the story that like in dark souls you are the aggressor like all these creatures are just kind of doing their thing. It's only because you invade their space and attack them that they fight you. I mean, you don't always attack them first. Sometimes they, uh, no, but I mean, the bosses, you got patches. He's, uh, aggressive. Yeah. I'm not saying that none of them are aggressive, but they're aggressive because you are entering their space. So if you gave them space and then that was like an, an exhibit that was their space and no one entered it, and you just sort of like threw hunks of meat in there or whatever they eat, then, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Only one way to find out. What would you put in there, Andre? <laughs> oh man. I don't know. What would I put it? What wouldn't I put in there? Sure. Uh, wouldn't you put make like a pocket dimension. that just has infinite space for all video game creatures. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to steam and just kind of look at what I got oh, in my steam library. Oh, Captain God. Falcon. That's what I would put in a zoo. It's a, it's a man. Well, <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put Falco. To be fair, we already I'll have the whole. Too, so I'll put the like, whole Star Fox crew in one exhibit, and then they can fly around and do like 
uh, I don't know. Dog fights. And I skin. think there's more humanity in, 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 in like Slippy's right toe than there is in all of Captain Falcon. <laughs> uh, I'd have a Hatoful, Hatoful boyfriend exhibit. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Just a bunch of pigeons. Yeah. It'd be yeah. cute. But they, they'd all be dating. Like you could go on like a speed date with one of the pigeons. They don't date each other. <laughs> That's that's well exactly. They don't. They date you, and you go and you have like you sit down, and one flies down and has like tea with you or something. I All right, know. I got my final answer. The robot dog from Metal Gear Solid Rising: Revengeance. There you go. That's pretty good. I think my personal final answer Deep is is uh, Monokuma. Uh, oh yeah, okay. That I, sounds like a zoo that you would not get to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have I not played those games. But... To the zoo and then he's there, and you're like, never mind. The, the yeah, final. I'd... The perfect, or no, the most popular exhibit at my zoo is a D horse from Edgar Solid Fox. <laughs> yes. Do you, it. You get to lay down under him and say, do it <laughs> on your face. <laughs> or not on your face. Just you could, anytime someone yells, any part of your body you want. Or, or just the people, like everyone, like up against the glass can yell, do it. And then <laughs> it, it's like the equivalent of whatever the like dunking pits where you throw balls at the yeah. thing. Yeah. Except yeah. it's with horse. Oh shit. yeah, <laughs> you, they, you make a ton of people lay down, and then <laughs> maybe he'll be around over one of them. Yeah, it's, it just—they're all laying <laughs> under like a. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like this plan. Uh, and then they go to the grocery store, which is just full of toilet paper. Look for our Patreon, GoFundMe, or whatever we're going to use. Our. I think it's uh, going to be harder to get D horse out of. Although you could probably find a horse that can shit on command. That's got to exist. Somehow Anyways, what have you guys been playing? <laughs> uh, I've just been playing Total War Three Kingdoms. After 23 hours, I could finally say I'm feeling all right. Uh, not not great about how I play, but I, I'm like I'm more confident now. Um, but do, do, you, do, you, do you enjoy it? Yeah, I've enjoyed all 23 hours I've played of it. Uh, it's just it's a steep learning curve for someone who does not play those kinds of games um what what is kind of nice about that learning curve is that it's it's not a one that you have to reclimb every time you play another total war game like from what i've heard this game is not like other total war games. well but but a lot of it is translatable (laughs) still i'm sure i'm sure sure that it's a huge like i'm sure that i would have more to learn jumping from the one having played all the other ones Mm -hmm. two three kingdoms because i know there is a lot more going on in a lot of ways but i would bet that if you went back and 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 went to play like total war warhammer you wouldn't have quite the same learning curve as someone who picked it up from scratch for Uh, sure uh yeah and like i've i started to branch off into some of the other um characters like i was playing chow chow which is uh kind of listed as the easy campaign or whatever and he can like in uh, instigate proxy wars between other factions. Now I'm playing. Oh, who am I playing? Sun, Sun, someone. I can't remember their other their first name, last name. I I don't know how Chinese names work. Uh, the family name is Sun, uh, and he gets uh, the this faction gets like heroic points as you like take over uh, land and stuff like that. And as the more points you have, the more like the lower your recruitment costs are and like construction costs and like you, they go down over each turn. Like it's like, Oh, minus eight per turn 
but I've got like 200. So, and like, it goes up in like, you know, tiers. So that's like, you know, reduced my costs a lot and I'm making, I'm bringing in like 3000 gold per turn. So then I can sure. build up my army and like, I'm trying to build up a lot of space. So I'm taking over like the Southern half of China right now. And Dong Zhuo's dead and everyone's just like kidnapping the, like the emperor and then like using them as a pawn. And then like someone else kidnaps the emperor and then they're like, Oh wait, stop going to war with us. And then there's like a million peace trees signed in one turn. And I'm like, what just happened? So <laughs> is all of this story conveyed through text boxes or is there some kind yes. of cutscenes? or there are some cutscenes, uh, like when Dong Zhuo dies, like there's like a cutscene for that. When I assume when you win, like at the beginning, there's a cutscene. There's like things throughout. Um, when you reach the point where you can declare yourself an emperor, there's like cutscenes, but they're pretty short and they're just kind of like stylized, like very dramatic. And I think it's the same thing pretty much every time. Uh, I don't know if there's any like story specific ones. I haven't seen them, but I've, I've also not made it, managed to see anyone's story all the way through yet. But I'm working on it. I think this might be the run, but we'll see. I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it though. And I think it's pretty cool. And if you're interested, I, you know, give it a try and just know that it'll take you a few times, like starting a game and going, Oh no, I did not plan my cities properly at all. I did not plan for, so now this city is just got like a negative three public or negative like 11 public opinion. And I have no way to like get that down. And so the yellow turban rebellion is going to spring up like in four turns and then they're going to keep doing it like every other turn. So yeah, uh, it's, there's a lot to juggle, uh, but once you start to like figure out and learn how to manage it and plan for it, it becomes a lot more manageable. So total war three kingdoms seems like a good game. Uh, we'll what's, see. what have y'all been playing? See you in another 40 hours. Yep. I <laughs> uh, hope not. Uh, what have y'all been playing? Yeah. Listen, what have you been playing? Oh, okay. This yeah. Y'all listen. <laughs> That's what I said. Y'all listen. Y'all listen. That's my that's my true name. Um, well, uh, since we've been talking about it forever, I'm not going to spend too much time on Fire Emblem. Uh, just that I finished my first route. Uh, I got emotional. It and now I'm playing Route Two. Uh, so that's Black. I'm playing the Black Eagles route, and I just miss the the Blue Lions so much. But I I will learn to love these characters too um but yeah no i i i'm trying it on hard so we'll see how that goes um but should, should i jump in here and we'll just make this our fire emblem minute sure yeah, let's let's make this our it. fire emblem minute okay i also finished it and i also finished the blue lions route so i'm and i'm also in my second playthrough though i haven't got to the point where i can choose a house yet i've been doing some other stuff first uh yeah i think the ending of that game or the last act of that game is really good but the ending is pretty bad like it just kind of felt like it just kind of ends and then you just kind of get some text and then it's over (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, that would be there's a they leave a lot at least in black eagles playthrough they leave a lot on the table and just kind Mm -hmm. of wipe it away to like oh and this all gets dealt with yeah totally like there's some stuff where i'm like wait what happened with this thing that i won't spoil right now but like it's like it doesn't even get attention i'm like what wait but oh now it's just well, the end of the credits. <laughs> well, I know that I, I was talking to Andre about like, he was like, Oh, you're going to see this 
reveal or and yeah, yeah. I, did you get like this big character reveal and i never couple? did oh. never and he's like it oh happens, i'm sure like, it, it happens like midway th- it happens at like the the like the before the time skip for black eagles hmm. <laughs> i was like oh that's weird because it like it that that is basically like oh i made the right choice right with, like, whereas we about this don't game get it at all so yeah. i so that's a big part of why i'm like okay i gotta make sure that i play through at least black eagles before uh game of the year time yeah so that sure. i don't get spoiled um uh, but i mean it's it's fun and i like the game a lot so it's not like a chore or anything mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting how different each playthrough is and how i feel like each playthrough you're like i am in the right house right now yeah. and yeah uh, I have one question for you guys before we move off of Fire Emblem in it. For for those of us who have finished, who who was who did you choose as your romantic partner? Edgelord, I, baby. <laughs> uh, my boy to do. Hell yeah, I would have picked to do if it I could have. So it was adorable. I was like, that was a good choice. Yeah, I, I went for Bernie, man. Mm, good choice. Good my, choice. My anxiety, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the couplings were very interesting because then because you get to choose your uh, your life partner or whoever, and uh, then your compatriots who got a rank support or yeah who got a rank support will also pair off, but like you can get a rank with multiple people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it determines like who gets matched with is it like the first person you, they got a yeah, rank with I'm or is it sure. don't know because i was like i do not ship any of these <laughs> i was like no i i specifically want can, these characters uh, I, and i was a little bit mad there I was mean, a, not mad but can i spoil one of the blue lions shippings that i got that yeah. i thought was perfect which was which was felix and sylvain got paired off at the end and i'm like that's fucking perfect what (laughs) yeah i thought that was amazing was it like a romantic thing or was it just like they They were they were basically like best bros to the very end like it talks about how they died there is like um (laughs) you can get uh like the the two that paired off for me was that i was like okay was um Manuela and Dorothea. It is basically huh. pretty clear that it is like romantic. That's awesome. Um, Manuela yeah. did not find love in my playthrough. <laughs> but they basically, yeah, like, it was really cute because it's like they like they rebuilt the whole the um, the opera company, opera company, and then yeah. they but then they like then they take off and spend the rest of their lives together. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But then uh, Ash and Mercedes got paired up together, and I was like. Not sure how I feel. And then Felix and Ingrid. And I was like, not sure how I feel. So, <laughs> you know. I, I feel pretty like, good about Felix and Sylvain. That's all I'll I say. Have, <laughs> that sounds good. I, 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 after I'm done with all these playthroughs, I kind of just want to see every single text box that could possibly happen. I'm like, yeah. please, I, somebody yeah. figure it out. I Let's see. I... Um currently I just finished the Battle of the Eagle and Lion and uh, my second playthrough I'm playing Golden Deer and I'm working my little butt off in order to recruit everyone that I possibly can, all the students before I I can't anymore. So we'll see how that goes. So how's uh, the how is the way to do but we can end this pretty quickly, but like yeah. is that just involve you doing a lot of faculty training or what? 
uh, involves me doing a lot of meals with people. Uh, yeah, I, sure. I recruit it, and uh, you keep you get like renown and stuff, and you can go to your journal, and you can actually boost up your um, support rank with people that you already had high support with. So I could go into like Dorothy and put her up to support B, and then just like or like anyone from Black Eagle has put them up to support B, and then recruit them, except for Hubert and Edelgard. Um, and then like Sylvain, I can do that with. So basically I just need to work on, I think I have Ash, maybe Felix. I only have a few people I need to, uh, I have Cyril in my party. I'm sorry Um, for you. (laughs) He, it seems like there is more to him if you play the golden deer. Oh, interesting. Uh, Well, I'll see what it is. Uh, I, I don't know if it's like any good, but yeah, there's some stuff related to that and it like kind of gives me maybe an idea of where the golden deer storyline is going to go based on like the second half of the black eagles playthrough i don't know what happens in the blue lions one but yeah i don't i don't know all right fair enough yeah uh okay that's that's yaldison's uh game of the week i have a minute um i also have a couple of other games that i'd like to bring up Oh, fine. Um, fine. Yeah, sorry. I played more stuff, which is weird because for the past few weeks, it's just been Fire Emblem. But uh, one game that it's hard, like, it's it's very interesting as a game is uh, Kind kind Words, uh, subtitle Lo-Fi Chill Beats to Write To, um, <laughs> which... Uh, is very accurate actually, but it was just released in the, um, one of the humble monthlies. And I think it's, they're going to have a, uh, steam release eventually for it. Um, but it's basically you go in, you're in a room, lo-fi chill beats are playing and, uh, you can put out a, letter that says like or, requ- or basically a request for letters to, to people just saying like i have this problem i would like some letters and uh you can also then reply to each other's letters so there's not going to be like a long dialogue um you just you can just send out the request and you can just reply that's about it um there's a little bit of progression in that you can get stickers <laughs> that you can add to the the things and each day that you play you get a new song um, so you get, so you have, uh, incentive to come back, but it's the thing that I just find is really interesting is that so far, I don't know how this will change if once that gets more kind of mainstream attention on steam so far, the community is just like really nice and really supportive. Um, like I've put out a couple of things and I, I request, and I just got like the sweetest replies back. And, uh, I'm, I've been trying to send out nice things, but it is just like very chill uh, experience of sending like positive vibes to people, which again, I don't know if it'll like, once it gets into more hands, if that'll be more difficult, but I've just been really impressed by like, okay, this is just like a community. This is all anonymous. So there's no real, you know, it, like there's no way that they can trace your responses back to you. So really like, as we know, when the internet gets super anonymous, that's when things get like shit, but that's definitely not been the case here. So I, I just think it's really 
Cool. And I'm interested to see, I know that with the steam release, they're planning on um, adding some extra stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah I, also, so, I also installed kind words and I think it's, it's really, it's super endearing. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like it's, it's, it's very simple from an aesthetic <laughs> and even from audio and everything, but the concept is really good. So yeah, and I genuinely got a letter back from somebody that I'm like, I I took a screenshot and I saved it because it was just like really really good and really really um like one of the things like that I posted a request was like I'm frustrated at how slow the process my progress is as uh, doing art and doing music and I I got just like the sweetest response that I'm like do I need to like print this out and put it on my piano and at, like, with my art stuff because it's just so good. So it's, it's really, it's really, it's very slick. Like Alex said, it's really simple, but, um, uh, I definitely think it's, it's, it's nice to see something that's just like an overall positive force in gaming. So uh, I yeah. was, I was happy to see it. Yeah. I, um, I really hope that the steam release does not, uh, mess it up because another game that had some, uh, it wasn't as reliant on multiplayer stuff, but it was indie and had some multiplayer stuff ended up getting hacked and went in a bad place was Moirai. If you, anybody played that M O I R A I, it was really good, but you can't possibly play it now because the, the devs just took it down. They're like, we can't, we oh. can't do this. Nah. So I really hope that that kind of thing does not happen to this because it's, yeah, it's super wholesome and great. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other, uh, the other game I played is, uh, Picto Quest, the Cursed Grids, uh, because there's not enough uh, Picross games out there. Um, this which, is different from the Pic- Picross game that Sam brought last week. Yes. Yes. Correct. It is different. It's So the thing that got me um, wind by it, uh, other than the fact that it, when I bought it, there was like a, a small sale, was that the it, they're supposed to be... It's Picross... Plus some sort of uh, like kind of a vague RPG feel to it. Um, I don't want to say RPG necessarily because I don't think that the mechanics are quite as good as I might have wanted them to be. But uh, so basically the idea is that you're playing a character and you uh, progress on a, on a map screen and each step that you do, you do a little pick cross. The, the um, justification for all of this is that a like the villain of the thing uh, basically stole all of your kingdom's paintings, so you need to bring them bring them back. Um, there's a I th- there's a couple of really good elements of it. Uh, like for example, um, it a lot of the times when you're you're doing the picross you're actually going up against an enemy which can attack you and get uh health off of your little health meter so you have to do things quick and accurately uh otherwise your health could uh go away which is then you basically there's no real the only real consequence is that you just need to start the whole thing over um which is which is nice the aesthetic of it is all really cute. Um, it, it's it, it, and all the Picross has been pretty solid. Although I do feel like the difficulty spiked up pretty quickly, uh, just 
I, 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 I know that it, it got to some of the much larger grids than I'm used to a lot quicker than I thought it would. So I was, I was not anticipating that. Um, there's also items that you can do. I, I, I think the thing that's just most like disappointing is that I, when you say Picross RPG elements, uh, I wish there was just more RPG elements. Um, it's, it's a, it's a lot more of a straightforward, uh, Picross game than I necessarily would have hoped, but I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just more of a personal, I, I would have enjoyed having more pick or having more of the RPG elements to it, but it's, it's, it's a cute, it's a cute pick game. Um, and definitely something if you're looking for pick to check out it, uh, it's just, it's just not, so, it, it's, 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 it's definitely a good game. So I don't want to be like, it's bad, but it's, uh, it's not like a, oh, you must buy this. It's it's like revolutionary or anything. It's really not, but it's just solid Picross. That's interesting. Uh, and this is on PC, Switch? Uh, Switch. Right, because it seems like it would kind of fill that, that nice gap that like, uh, I don't know, 10 million or you must build a boat or like Solitarica kind of took up, for me at least. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a solid pitch, uh, like, Picross games, but I, I I feel like a lot of places things are like saying there's RPG elements and it just doesn't have quite that many mechanics to it. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. You've been silent for too long, Pat. It's time for you to break your silence and tell us all about Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Yeah. Space. Oh, okay. Uh, okay oh, so the, the final in the frontier. Beginning. In the beginning, there were there was country music. There was dairy. There was country rock. <laughs> sure, Hell there yeah. were cows, and you had to smooth them across the vast reaches of space. Yeah, you got to um, these cows across. Space. So, uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaws, um, a game that I was pretty excited about coming into this year. Um, I first saw it at PAX last year. I didn't get to play it, but. They were showing footage from it, and I think it got announced around that time, too. Um, and uh, I was a pretty big fan of the original Rebel Galaxy. I didn't finish the story in it, but I played a lot of it. Um, and uh, it has kind of an interesting lineage because the developers on it are are people from Blizzard that were at Blizzard when the first Diablo was built. Um so like there there's pedigree there for sure. And the original rebel galaxy was a really interesting game because it kind of took like the assassin's creed boat combat mechanics and applied those to big, huge spaceships, um, which was novel and, and really cool. Um, I think it kind of, uh, it fell off. Like I never really connected with the story, um, which is why I didn't finish it because I played it for like 20 hours but I never felt the desire to go through the story stuff. I just kind of like got stronger and went through all the different systems. Um, and it is kind of, it did a thing that I don't love in space games, kind of in games in general, but it, it feels especially like a thing in space games where like, you know, you would get your, your, um, Mark one broadside cannons, and then you would do missions and then you would get your Mark two broadside cannons. And then things were really easy. So you'd go to the next quadrant and then everything just had more health. And then you would get your Mark three broadside cannons. And 
I think that's not great space sim design, um, but that game was sort of, it felt unique because you were these big lumbering ships. So it was kind of like I lived with it. Um, so Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is a prequel to that game. And instead of being like, like the ships you were flying in, in Rebel Galaxy were like um, the Enterprise from Star Trek or uh, a Star Destroyer from Star Wars. Um, whereas what you're, we're, we're talking about now with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is more like the Millennium Falcon or Boba Fett's ship Slave One or something like that. Um, not quite little fighters uh, like you would see in X-Wing, but also not big, huge capital ships. So in these, in these ships, you're in the cockpit and you're controlling it like a classic wing commander esque space sim. Um, except that it has like an open world still. Um, and I have yet to find like, it's fine. I've yet to find any real, like anything that really is grabbing me. Um, I'm playing it for review and I'm interested to see it through for that reason, because I want to see what's there deeper in it. But, um, so I'm not having like a bad time, but it's just feels really shallow to me, I guess. Like, um, to me, like the, the structure of the game is very, if you haven't played a space sim before, what's kind of happening is you're at a space station and you can go collect missions from a mission board. Maybe there's a story mission that you have to do. Um, so then you go to the launch pad, you launch, you go out to space. You could manually fly places by using your like sublight engines or whatever. And then you like spend 30 seconds looking like you're flying through hyperspace and then you get there. Or you can just hold the A button down and it autopilots you and you're just like warp there, like fast travel to each location. Um, and then you get there and if it's a story mission, there'll be a little bit of dialogue. If it's a, not a story mission, there'll just be some enemies there to blow up or so far the missions I've seen. It's like there's pirates there. You have to kill someone's stuck in a minefield and you have to blow up the mines around them or you have to stay near a thing and, and while a meter goes up and sometimes there's enemies, sometimes there aren't, it's like very simple missions. And the combat feels good and is fun, but it's extraordinarily repetitive because every enemy ship is the same, like in terms of the way they behave just with different amounts of like different weapons and different shields and stuff. Um, so like they all fly right at you and then launch missiles at you and then turn away and then fly away from you and then turn back around and fly at you. So it's not like it doesn't feel and it's not like as bad as I'm making it sound. It's not like they're just like going back and forth, but like, it doesn't feel like there's a person flying it. It feels very much like it's a moving target for you to shoot at. And then the thing they've done with the controls that are great for people new to space Sims. Um, this is definitely a controller game. You can play it with like a joystick, um, or mouse and keyboard, but it's designed for controller. Um, if you hold the left trigger down, it actually will like kind of auto move you to having the target in front of you. Um, it's doesn't like line the shot up for you. So you still have to sort of move the cursor and it, it actually feels pretty good. Cause it's almost like it's helping you to keep the target centered, but it, it, you still have to kind of line up the shot, which is not a bad thing. Um, I, I think that that's like cool from an accessibility perspective. Um, but it does mean that the combat feel basically it's like, it doesn't feel like you can account for a difference in power by flying really well. 
it feels like all oh, they have better missiles and equipment than you you're gonna die and if they don't then you're gonna win uh and i haven't really found any like satisfyingly challenging encounters except for like one time and that was sort of because i didn't know what was coming um and it was an enemy with a new type of missile that i hadn't seen uh so there's a lot of that. Um, you can also trade goods from station to station. I don't think that's particularly compelling either. Like it, it's very basic and there are some, there are space sims out there. In fact, like last year, one called helium rain came out that I got into for a bit that does economics and trading significantly better and more, and is more interesting with it. Uh, but you can do that. Um, and then there's the story stuff, which so far is pretty, the characters are getting better, but it, the writing is not like so far. The story is there's a guy, he killed your husband and you are after him. Cause you want to kill him. And that's literally as much of the story as I've gotten. I don't know anything else about the backstory of this character. And it's a character that is in the first game. So maybe if I had finished that story, it would be, I'd be like, Oh, well her husband. Okay. But <laughs> so far it's very like, this is a this her husband. She's upset that he was murdered, and you're going after the murderer. And you, the opening cutscene is her, which is pretty cool. Is her in a fight with the murderer, and then the murderer shoots her down, and she has to start back from scratch. Um, and so, like, so far, it's been like, oh well, I can help you with a new ship, but you're going to have to do a favor for this guy. And then that guy's like, oh well, you thanks for helping me. Now you can go talk to that guy. And you talk to that guy and he's like, Oh, well the person who can help you track down your, the husband's murderer is this guy. It's, it's been a lot of just like flying back and forth from person to person. I think I've only done one like actual mission with the story. Um, and then probably like my biggest disappointment in it so far is if you look at a game like elite dangerous, um, you there's you'll start off in like a sidewinder and then which is like a kind of small fighter like ship and when you look at the list of ships that are, that you could buy it's like two dozen entries long and like each of these ships has unique cockpits each of these ships handles differently they have different hard points and there's a lot of it's very aspirational like there's no story in elite it's like one day i want to fly that ship and it's going to take me 40 hours to be able to afford to buy it. And that's not appealing to some people. It's fine if it's not, but that is like the draw of these games is like one day I'm going to have that really awesome ship and I'm going to be really good at doing X thing. And then you do that, you, you get there and you do that thing. And then you say, well, now I want to be really good at the exploration stuff. So I'm going to get the exploring ship. And that's sort of that game. And, and that's part of what I like about it. This game, I believe, has five total ships that you can get. Uh, and it's like the basic garbage truck ship that you start with that like looks like a garbage truck. Oh, uh, yeah. That was kind of the base ship in Rebel Galaxy, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was a little more um, ship looking. This one is the ship <laughs> designs are good, I will say. The ones that they that they that are there this one like is like kind of like a flying cube um and then there's like i just upgraded to this freighter which is sort of like a millennium falcon ish kind of thing but not quite as circular and then there's like a, a fighter class thing a really huge freighter and then a like the ultimate middle 
Like it's just the best at everything. The ultimate centrist. Yeah. And like the ships are cool looking, but it's like, this is it. <laughs> like there's no, there's not a, a lot to aspire to there. And there's not a lot to like, it doesn't feel like the stuff is super specialized. It's like, well, you can do the ship with the bigger cargo hold or the ship with more weapons. And I don't know. Like can I'm you not put weapons in the cargo hold. No. Uh, well, I mean, you could trade transport. weapons, <laughs> you could transport illegal weapons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So like, there's just not a lot there. I think like if you haven't played, if you played like privateer back in the nineties and you really want the most recent game like that, sure. This is like not a bad, there's nothing in this game that is like poorly done really in terms of the quality of like the controls, the gameplay, um, the music is good. It's got a bunch of different radio stations. Um, like there's some cool stuff there, but like, I just don't really have nothing in it has seemed that interesting to me, given that there's space Sims like elite going that are like far more rewarding to learn to play, even if they're a lot more complex. Um, there's like, like I was saying last night, I would almost rather just be like putting time into the newest patch in the star citizen alpha. Cause like that feels like at least you're building some kind of knowledge that that could potentially be, like useful in that game later on, or even like no man's sky having just come out with a huge update, not exactly the same kind of game, but like the biggest, I don't know. I hear it's got infinite world. So if you look at long enough, you'll find (laughs) the perfect version of rebel galaxy. Um, Right. Well, I mean, it is the same. It is similar in that, you know, you're docking at stations and getting missions now. Like that, you can trade stuff. You can trade stuff. You got big ships. You got small ships. Yeah. No man's sky kind of, has become a space sim in mm-hmm. addition to all of the other things that it is. But, um, but I guess like a big, a big thing for me, like a big kind of, um, I don't know, like bellwether for when, what I'm looking for. And I kind of immediately upon starting outlaw, I was kind of like, Oh, so it's, it's like this is when you approach a space station, rebel galaxy outlaw, a prompt comes up and you hold the a button and then you get a little cutscene of your ship flying into the hangar and then you're in the hangar. And like, for me, I love the fact that in elite dangerous, when you want to dock at a station, you have to look over at your docking, at your communications panel, find the station from the list of contacts, hail it, select dock from the dialogue. And then it gives you docking clearance. And then you have to fly through the mail slot and then fly around in the station and find your landing pad and physically land the ship. Like, that stuff to me is what makes space simulators cool because it's not so much about like dog fighting in space. It's about feeling like you are the commander of like the, it's your ship and that you're like living your life as like a space, whatever mercenary trucker or whatever. If I wanted to do dog fights, which sometimes sure I would play a game that's more like wing commander or, um, X-Wing or something where that's the whole focus of the game is really well-designed missions. Um, the problem with Rebel Galaxy Outlaw so far is that because it's a technically an open world, they don't have these really like carefully curated missions that are super complex. It's like go there, fly there, scan a thing, shoot some stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, it, I, I am going to continue to play it. And I think that again, like if you don't want something that's super complex, and you want something that's more like just like mindless, I guess like it's that it's definitely that thing. Um, 
I just think what there you, are better games. What do you think of the aesthetic? I, I kind of like it. It grew on me. At first, I wasn't a fan. I still don't love like the star field is this there's all the stars are like super bright blue pinpoints mm-hmm. of light. I don't love that. It feels kind of like disorienting sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but the, I like the ship designs a lot. The character designs are good. They have been since the first game. I think um, the station designs are really cool. There's like different kinds of stations and there there's like, if you go to the Nevada system, there's casino stations and they look like big roulette wheels. Um, and then there's like gas stations you can stop at to just quickly rearm where you don't have to go through the whole mm-hmm. docking process. And those like look kind of like space gas stations. So that stuff is, is really cool. And they managed to find a way to make it look like very characterful and like it has a lot of personality without going full on Futurama, which is fine. Futurama is amazing, but it's also a comedy. Whereas this is trying to be a little bit more on the serious side. Um, so I think that a lot of that aesthetic stuff is really good. I think the voice acting is not particularly good, but that was a problem I had with the first game too. So um, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm disappointed by it, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, those radio stations are cool. Uh, that stuff is, is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see how it wraps. Maybe there's like when you get to a certain system, a whole new list of ships opens up or something. I don't know. I tried yeah. to Google it and no one had any information about that. But wow. if like mm-hmm. I got, a, I got to a hundred thousand credits in about five ish hours and you like kind of exponentially can start making more money as you get stronger. Mm-hmm. So, so there must be more in that game. Then. The most expensive ship is around 300,000 credits. So I would imagine in another five hours, I could probably get there with the ship yeah. I have now. And then you're topped out in terms of like, getting the best ship. There's still upgrades to buy, but it's like yeah. better gun. Same thing as that, that I said with mm-hmm. rebel galaxy's yeah. problem is it's like Mark II tachyon laser and every station so far has had the same ships and the same weapons available. Um, hmm. so have, have yeah. you made it to like a new system or anything? Oh yeah. I've jumped through like, I've probably seen like 10 out of the 30 or oh. so different systems, um, mm-hmm. spread out yeah. all across. The other thing too, is like, it's so weird to me. Like, the way you go from system to system is you go to a jump gate and like everything is done by holding the a button. So if I start in the Texas system and want to go to the Colorado system, uh, I leave the station point my ship towards the jump gate. Either I have a mission that gives me a waypoint automatically, or I go into the sector map and select that jump gate as the mission or as the waypoint. And then I align to it. I hold the A button to travel there. You push the A button quickly because who cares about watching the cutscene of your ship going to hyperspace after you've seen it 20 times. And then you push the A button again because you don't care about the cutscene coming out of hyperspace. And then you're close to the, the, the jump point. You hold the A button and then it jumps you to the next system. And then you just like do that over and over again. That's oh. so where you're going. Like, sure, you can get stopped. Like there'll be distress beacons sometimes or there mm. might be enemies but so far, every time there's been enemies, I just hit the back button and then you can select dialogue options. And I select the like, Hey, let's not fight. And the enemies are like, you're right. We should go our separate ways. <laughs> and then they just leave me alone. And there's no reward for killing the enemy. So I don't know why you would do it. Like why you would even fight them. Um, because you're a murderer. The same thing is true of the distress beacons. Like you stop and then you, you usually it's like, Oh, I got to kill these pirates or, Oh, I got to save this person from a minefield. And then they'll like drop a like thousand credit 
commodity or something, but it's not worth the time you would have gained by just going past them and getting your thing that you're doing done faster. Mm. So like, I don't know. There's just, it's, it just seems very thin. And like, I, I like the team that made this game. So I don't want to come off as like, this is, this is a speculative thing. I don't understand how you make video games. It's very hard to make video games. Like they are far more talented than I am. Um, but this game has been presumably in development since not that long after rebel galaxy shipped. And I don't know what they did with that time. Like there's not that many systems. The story is about 20 hours long. Like there's nothing in there that I I'm like, wow, this took, this must've taken so much time and effort to build. It's all very like, Um, they had to build out their 3d, space like I guess the first game was on it was all one play like a single plane uh, i guess and like changing from like that kind of design to like a full 3d oh yeah yeah, yeah. and like i said the map. visuals are amazing so i'm sure there was a lot of iteration on designing yeah. the, the ships and yeah. stuff so i'm not really again i don't want to sound like a jerk it's more that i'm just like i i'm trying to get it i'm trying to figure out like is there another like half of this game hidden mm-hmm. behind some portal mm-hmm. somewhere because if not, there's just not a lot there from a, like, this is the repeatable stuff you can do perspective. Yeah. And that's kind of a core thing to space games. Like at first I was like, when I landed on a planet, I was like, Oh, this is cool. You don't, you don't land on the planets yourself. You hold a, mm-hmm. you're the planet. And then it gives you a cutscene of you landing on the planet. Um, I, I was like, Oh, well this planet has a different, like you get a scene of like, Oh, it's on your ship on the landing pad. And I was like, oh, this planet has a different look than another one. I wonder if all of them are unique, but it's not. There's like three different tile sets or something that you can get. Um, so stuff like that's just kind of disappointing to me. There's uh, one of the kind of cool things is there's in the bars, there's like mini games you can play. You can play dice poker, slots, or um, pool. And um, the dice poker and slots are pretty cool. They're very simple, obviously, like the video slot machine uh, and the dice poker is just the same dice poker that's in like the Witcher two. Um, and that stuff is fun and you can actually make some decent money playing it too. So it's not like it's a waste of time to do it. The pool at first I was pretty enamored with, but then I realized that it doesn't follow any of the rules of eight ball. Like so, if like you snooker or no, it's not like snooker. It's played on a pool table, but yeah. like you can hit your opponent's balls and it doesn't, Hell give yeah. you any penalty and you can also hit the eight ball <laughs> and, hit the eight ball, and it doesn't give you any penalties. I don't know if you lose, if you sink the eight ball before you're allowed to, but like, and then when there's a fault, like if you sink the cue ball, you don't get to place it anywhere. It just goes in the middle of the table, which is not always a good thing for the person receiving mm-hmm. the fault. So like, it was like, actually this pool game kind of sucks. It's pretty like bare bones. Um, that so sounds like, I, sounds yeah. like straight pool. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, it's eight possible balls that and I just being, haven't seen that. Speaking of eight balls and being hit in the balls, uh, I was at a. Uh, does it, it doesn't matter where I was. Uh, what what like age? Where, where is this going? Uh, well, uh, the was at a party in high school and someone had a pool table and I was uh, this guy's like, oh, I'm going to show you like a cool pool trick. He's like, okay, I would put a quarter right here and it's like you know near one of the ends of the table. And then he's like, okay, now you stand right here at like the end of the table and hold a ball in each corner. And then I'm going to 
hit the quarter with the eight ball, and then that's going to make both uh, both balls go in. So he, he aims, hits the hits the eight ball. It hits the quarter, bounces up off the table, hits the person in the balls, and then they push both balls into the corner pockets. It was it was magic. Sounds like high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good times. So yeah, that's Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Huh? Yeah, it's like it's like getting hit in the in the, in the balls with quarter. <laughs> well, yeah, and I no, I didn't get hit with the quarter. I got hit with the eight ball. Oh, sorry, my apologies. I can't stress that. Like again, there's nothing in this game that I think is like poorly made. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that's there is is of a quality. Like if you again, like if you if you want, um, if you want privateer and you don't want to play. The original privateer this game is totally that and and like privateer is a phenomenal game from the past i would say um if you have the ability to i think freelancer is a better game than this game however freelancer is also quite hard to find now because it's only it was only available on disc and it's not available on any digital services now so like good luck trying to find a copy of freelancer um but um but yeah i don't know um I, I i hope there's something hidden beneath the surface that i haven't found yet uh because um i would like to like this game more than i do currently um yeah it, it kind of sounds like unless this game has the exact like combination of things you want then you're probably better off finding another game that does totally yes because <laughs> There are other games that probably do the individual pieces better or all of the pieces better, depending on what you're actually looking for. Yeah, I would I would say that, like, if you have a lot of time and really want a stepping stone to something like Elite, that maybe you could learn some concepts from this game that are used in that game. Um, that may be one way to look at it as sort of like a trainer for a bigger game like that. But um, yeah. Okay, cool. Does anyone have Alex? Do you got do you got games? Some stuff. I got some stuff indeed. Um, a game I have installed but have not yet played, so I'll probably finish uh, sometime this weekend and talk about is Eliza, uh, mm. the visual novel. So and uh, Peggy. <laughs> no, it's not Peggy eighteen either. Um, oh. But <laughs> yeah, it's a visual novel, as you know. I'm into those, so uh, it seems like it'll be interesting. It's kind of about AI and big companies and big tech and blah 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 blah. So it, it seems like it's neat. Um, I've played all of, let's say, one minute of it just to get it all set up, and then yeah, I'm going hiking today for like nine hours. So after that, I will touch it. Uh, you heard it here first. Alex is going to touch Eliza. Yep, it's true. I am. And then um, another like thing. There's a solitaire game in this. Yes, there is, for, to my understanding. Uh, but another video game that I've been playing since my disappointment of Dota Underlords oh, is a video game called Dota 2. Chess Rush. Oh. <laughs> no, I've been playing a video game called Dota 2 and in turn have also been watching the currently ongoing tournament, The International Nine, which is uh you know arguably one of the biggest tournaments in in uh esports i don't know because i think the prize pool currently is about 34 million dollars which is mostly crowdfunded um and it's been it's currently in its group stages so if you were to watch uh the group stages they've had some extremely good games but 
uh it'll probably be worth watching next week when all the main games are happening though for us us in north america it'll be tough because they're in china so it basically happens overnight for us uh (laughs) so the grand finals yeah the grand finals will probably be at something like three in the morning or something next week so bleh Uh, i probably won't stay up for it but we'll see depending who's in it anyways yeah dota's great um all of my issues that i had with dota and lords are obviously fixed in dota even the rng because rng is in dota but you can you can have uh, a lot of agency over it which is awesome so i don't know uh we could have a more deep talk about that if you wanted pat but another thing i want to talk about really quickly is um there was a documentary that came out last week as well uh and it is called give me one moment it's called against the odds and it is put out by red bull surprisingly and it is extremely good um i think it's also about dota it's about one of the most important teams from the last year or two uh how they kind of had a cinderella story with uh the previous international and like yeah i mean even the title gives away the fact that they win but it's a very 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 human story which is really fascinating and i think even if like it's the kind of thing you could watch with your mom because they barely talk about the game at all and like the stuff they do talk about is so surface level that you don't need any deep understanding you just basically need to know like they won this game and it was really hard Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff but they do an extremely extremely good job with the human story of like these two guys who've known each other for like their entire lives and have been best friends for years and years and years and were on a team together. And then one of them betrayed the other kind of thing. Like it's, it's really strong. So, uh, if you have an hour and 20 minutes, it comes heavily recommended and, um, like, yeah, with pretty much no caveats. And the neat thing is that with the current TI nine, the international 2019, uh, the same team is currently doing really well and it's with the exact same lineup, which is, uh, uncommon in in esports, extremely uncommon for people to keep the same lineup for more than a year. So yeah. Yeah. Um, against the odds, watch it. It's free on YouTube. Dota two, play it. It's free on steam. (laughs) And I'm going to go to that second one and say, don't do it. I think you don't need to, use to yourself. It's it's an extremely good game, but yeah, also it can take over your life. So yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I public service announcement: Don't play Dota. <laughs> don't play Dota Two. Yeah, I maintain that Dota Two is probably the most well-designed game I've ever seen. Uh, like it's just so mechanically insanely deep. Uh, but yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a huge commitment if you actually want to play it. Hmm. Uh speaking of things that i would recommend people watch i watched glow i forgot i watched that this week season three on netflix gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh which is i don't know like so it's based on like the actual events of like the creation of glow which was like a tv show it's all women wrestling show and then uh yeah, so they made this TV show about it, uh, Alison Brie and a bunch of other women. And then season three, they end up like having to go to Vegas and like running their show there. Uh, and I don't know, that was just really good uh, drama and kind of resolution. I don't know if there's going to be a season four. Like the way it ends, like, is like a good place to end, but also it seems like there's probably more. 
but yeah, I, I think glow is a really good show and people should check that out. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you like wrestling or not. Like it's just like a very fun, uh, show and like the wrestling they do is like broken down in a very digestible, like easy to understand way. And it's also like people learning how to do it. So you're watching like the human stuff. They have like one episode and I think, yeah, in season one, right. They have one episode where it's just, here's the whole episode that they filmed where they got like really weird. So maybe that's in season two. At some point they have to like get creative and they do the whole episode is the episode of the show. So is it basically a league of their own, but wrestling? I have not seen a league of their own. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But it, yeah. So it's based on like a true story um, about, you know, these women who made their own wrestling league who did not know how to wrestle. And then they ended up, you know, being kind of successful. And like some of those women went on to like actually have successful wrestling careers. Um, but yeah, there's like various wrestlers are in it as like characters. Mark Marin is one of the main characters. He plays like the director of the, of the show. Who's like a total Hollywood sleaze bag. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. So highly recommend that. Also, I watched the Bon Appetit perfect pizza series today. Oh yeah, you did. It was so long. It's so good. And I, though. It made me so sad because I don't have, I live in a pizza desert. There's no, there's no good pizza near me. <laughs> yeah. That series is, is real dumb, especially when they're just suddenly like, Oh, let's go to Italy. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, no wait, you're not actually, this is a joke, right? You actually, what? But that's hey, that's the benefit of working for a magazine and stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, man, I want to go back to Italy. I want, I want cheese. I miss cheese. There's no good cheese in Japan, really. I have some great cheese right now. I d- don't even. What? It's not. <laughs> a, it's, that's not talking a, about how I don't have cheese, and you're like, oh well, I've got cheese. Well, I can send you some cheese if you need some cheese. Is that illegal? It I might know. be illegal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how legal. I think sending dairy over, like, I think dairy is one of those things you can't bring on a plane. In that series, they ordered pizza, they ordered cheese from Italy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's fair. You know what? That's fair. I bet, I bet it's fine. I bet I could send you some cheese. You just have to pay customs on it. One of us has to pay customs. Well, it has to be cold, doesn't it? I guess. I mean. I don't know. The cheese that I have right now, I bet it could live for a week or so out of the refrigerator and be fine. Man, I miss cheese. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you uh, missed that. Pat stepped away for a minute. We were talking about yeah, and we're talking about cheese. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed it. You, the thing I don't, I can nod my head and say, yeah, Dota is amazing, but you know so much more about that game than I do that I don't know that I have a lot to add from a like valuable knowledge perspective. I just know that it's very good and I'm not good at it. Oh, uh, the uh, the one thing you may have missed that I will recap very quickly is that that against the odds movie is extremely good and anybody should watch it. Yeah, forever. I haven't watched it yet, but I plan to probably yeah. put it on today at some point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's basically right. it for me. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have anything else they want to chat about? So G two A. G two A. In fact, owes us. for illegally selling our podcast. Have any of you guys ever used a key reseller before? Like in terms of buying keys or selling, I guess. Um, Because like I've used uh, Green Man Gaming, which to my understanding is is legit. Yeah, Yeah, they're legit. 
Um, like some, like there are some weird questionable things around them. Like when I bought, I bought kingdom hearts three through them, but like, they were like, so, and that was like a PS4 thing. Like, Oh yeah, we don't know when we'll have keys. Exactly. Like we'll have, like we can get them. We just don't know exactly when we'll get them. So like they didn't have them at launch. So I couldn't like down, like put it in, like while I was at work and then have my PS4 download it when I, before I got home. So that was like annoying. Um, and like, yeah, they've done some annoying things, but they're like a legit site and they have good sales and stuff. Uh, yeah. I've looked at like stuff like G2A before, but then I always like, mm, this seems sketch. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever have, like, I, I know I've never used G2A. Um, and I, like, I think I've used something where I've bought, like, a random key before. But I think that was something maybe on... I forget what. It was a legit site. So, I don't think I've ever used, like, a straight-up key reseller like G2A. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it never seemed legit to me, G2A, even though it was sponsoring a whole bunch of stuff. But, like... Yeah. But now... Because the biggest thing that came out was the Subnautica developers reaching out to them being like, hey, you owe us $300,000. Because the, the G2A quote-unquote offer was like, if you have seen losses from our service, we will uh, we will get that. Well, we will, how do they put it? Like, we will reimburse Document you. It will reimburse you 10 times. 10 times. The yeah. The cost of you've had to uh, pay. But also, they had like, oh, well, 100 developers need to sign up to like get the program going. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They added a whole like bunch of stipulations. By August 17th, which was today, I think. Yeah. And uh, they extended that to the end of the month, but the only like 19 devs have signed up and like no one wants to work with G2A. So. Well, I don't think anybody would want to be associated with it at this point because 19 yeah. devs are willing to apparently, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how deep we need to get into it, but it just seems like it's been a shitty situation, especially for the devs. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Don't don't use G2A or sites that seem like their codes are too good to be true. Yep. Because they either probably are. Yep. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because yep. you're either screwing over the devs or your information is going to get stolen in some way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I got one thing. Um, Cooking Mama is coming to Switch. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, and, and it will have a vegetarian mode. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was. Wait, I think that's say kinda... that again. Sorry. What's cooking, coming to switch? Cooking Mama. Oh, that's. Great. And it's coming with a vegetarian mode, which I thought was pretty like that's kind of that's kind of. I I have <laughs> a I have a like weird affection for the Cooking Mama series. Oh, totally. they're great. They're great games. Like Cooking Mama two in particular, I played so much of on DS. So I'm in a world where there was just so much shovelware coming out for those platforms. Those were actually decent games. Can uh, we yes. get Baby Mama back? God, <laughs> <laughs> Baby Mama. Wasn't that? A, what did they call that game? Wasn't it called Baby Baby, Mama? baby Babysitting baby Mama? Sitting yeah, Mama. that's. <laughs> I think Baby Mama is a better game. Baby Mama is a pretty good name. That's <laughs> what it should have been called. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I. Okay, I, well, wait, hold on. She's not. She can't. Okay, if she's a baby, if she's a mama, she's already a baby mama, and she, she's a mom who's babysitting. Why isn't she just? That's 
Because mm. she doesn't have her own kids. She just then why is she a mama? <laughs> well, I mean, she can you be. See a, you see she, my point? She can be <laughs> a mother who is babysitting another mother's child. True. Yeah. But like, she can also be a baby mama. But are you familiar <laughs> with the term baby daddy? <laughs> that's that's the spinoff. That's uh, they're gonna they're gonna put out. It's like the Nintendo's, Nintendo Cats. Uh, are you are you familiar Pokemon, with Sword and Shield? Are you it's familiar got Baby with, Mama and Baby Daddy coming do, to do Nintendo you, Switch. Do you know what Baby Daddy implies? Uh, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> a, it's the father of your child. Sure, uh, we'll leave it there. Anyways, yeah, and, yeah, Cooking Mama's great, <laughs> and I look forward to Baby Daddy releasing on the Switch. Oh Jesus! Uh. That 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 sentence is actually just like there's just there's a lot to unpack there. Uh so I think we're gonna leave it there for this episode. Hell yeah. Uh thanks for joining us for episode eighty-three of Gaming Fix on this August seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Thanks for joining me, Alex. Where can people find you? Playing with Amaterasu in my video game zoo. Oh great. Uh Pat. You can find me at PJC Plays and at PAX in two weeks. Uh, Woo. So yeah, update throw a milkshake. Twitter to at PAX. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I have enough reach to make anyone interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. But uh, yeah, I don't know if any, if there's in the odd chance that there's anybody listening who's going to PAX, you know, hit me up. If I go there uh, and throw a milkshake at you, will you be upset? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not a fascist. I'd be more upset for what it represents for that accusation then getting milkshake on me if it's like if it's hot enough like maybe if mm-hmm. like if it's like, like milky and like dairy sticky no yeah hot no thanks yeah. no no it, okay but is it like does it always have to be like pouring it on you or can he just be like have a milkshake oh if you want to give me a milkshake <laughs> throw it never turn one down it's <laughs> yeah. a weird sentence that i don't think i like very much <laughs> no I, I don't you can you can give me a milkshake and i will gladly take it and drink it okay and, and if i throw, throw it to you like a fascist if i see them before i finish it so if i toss a milkshake to you like a football and you catch it that's okay yes okay. um yes i would probably prefer it pitched underhand because it sounds yeah, seems you like gotta a do like a ball. like a frosty from wendy's so it's like pretty like thick with a like, lid on it in a travel yeah. mug yeah <laughs> uh, Allison, where can people find you? you can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Okay, thank you. And you can find me at Coolslaw C O O L S L 4 W on Twitter. You can find my writing, my reviews on there. You can find Pat's reviews on his Twitter, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, and that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week, same time, same place, with another episode of the Gaming Fix podcast. And bring you all oh, the latest information. <laughs> that was um, so audible. It was really loud. Was, uh, what's the aroma on that? Like, uh, like a granola bar. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll be bringing you all the latest information on Baby Daddy for the Switch uh, next week. Uh, and Pat will be giving us a floor report from uh, PAX on Baby Daddies. Yeah, for sure. I'll keep an eye out. All right. Very Thanks common. for joining us. Yeah, very common. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.